0: Welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. This is the podcast where each week we take a deep dive into a different album and ultimately answer the burning question, are there tracks? I'm Pete. And I'm Bob. And we're here today to take a deep dive into our album of the week, which is 1972's compilation called Nuggets, Original Artifacts from the First Psychedelic Era, 1965 to 1968. So it's not necessarily an album by a band. It's an album by many bands altogether. Um, Bob, what's going on? <laughs>
1: Pete, uh, not much. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this record. I am having a good day um, behind the curtains. We just did a really energetic interview. We, we don't do we, we do some guest features. We're trying to do more, uh, but this last guest kind of energized, I think both of us in that you know, mouth slightly agape, like, wow, these are crazy stories kind of way. So, uh, kind of, kind of wound up, um, it's trying not to drink some more caffeine right now because I, I've been <laughs> having trouble sleeping, but, uh, that was the good kick in the butt that I needed. What about you? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I definitely don't need any caffeine. That was a good <laughs> interview. Um, especially at nine o'clock at night, that would be a yes. bad idea for me. I drink yeah, oh, too much yeah.
1: caffeine as it is. Yo, I um, getting personal here, everyone. I I don't drink. Uh, I don't drink a lot of caffeine, but I, I've fallen off the wagon. I, I drink soda a bit, and and I had a soda at like dinner the other night, and then hours later. I felt like I felt like I had just like run three miles and like my heart's beating and I'm like wound up and I'm like yo I'm trying to go to sleep right now. Wow, and it was it was a whole thing. So who knows? Um, what's if your I'm go-to not here?
0: What's your go-to I, soda?
1: I, I'm I'm super traditional. It's either uh, Coke or Pepsi. I don't. I mean, I I probably purchase Coke more. I think I prefer the taste slightly. However, on a cross-country trip, I was in. Southern Wyoming, which is sugar beet uh, farming area. Okay. Which is the one of the main ingredients in Pepsi. So they have all these sugar beet farms. And I got a chance. I was sitting in a hot spring in uh, Springfield, Wyoming, I think. And was getting to overhear a bunch of locals talk about sugar beet farming and PepsiCo and all this stuff. And it was really nice. So uh, to all the Coke loyal to loyalists... I'm sorry but but Pepsi's pretty cool too. Wow. What about you? Yeah, That's going to no, offend was, a lot of people. It's okay, man. It's okay. You, you know, give me an RC, I'll drink that too. It's okay. <laughs> I
0: I really don't drink soda to be honest with you. Um, but if I did, I would go for Coke products.
1: Yeah, I mean they're better. I I spent the better part of a year on a almost purely abstaining from them. Yeah. I don't I don't drink alcohol really. So um, drinking soda was my like, okay, if I'm if I'm out with friends, you know, I'll do this. But uh, when we got hit with the pandemic, I just was like, you know what, man, life's short, drink a coke, fine. I mean that's what um, happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of, so. lot of people
0: started smoking again, you started <laughs> drinking coke, it's okay.
1: And I know, just fell off the wagon. It's uh I have had to increase my number of daily sit-ups, but but I, I try to keep my, my soda intake low. Once uh, once we start getting cleared out of uh, lockdown, I'm going to uh, get back on the anti-soda campaign. But for now, I'm in. Um, maybe we should talk about some music.
0: I guess we could do that. Yeah,
1: Maybe, maybe. All right, so- well, we are in search of tracks, and I am really glad that this one came to the table because I think weird compilations are kind of a great place to find tracks. Uh, and this is one I was wholly unaware of. I mean, I was aware of it, but I was wholly unfamiliar with it. It's something I've seen around, but had for no particular reason not dove into.
0: Yeah, this is actually your pick. I am I mean, I guess if it's something that I understand making this pick, you know, if if you actually haven't heard it, because I, you know, I feel like. If you're, if you're familiar with any, you know, compilations, Back from the Grave, you know, Pebbles, all of these things, like mm-hmm. even, you know, in the punk rock world, there was Killed by Death. Um, I feel like this compilation has kind of spawned like a cottage industry at this point of compilation albums and compilation series. So, you know, it's it's, it's, it's fun to dive, you know, back in time to like what really kicked all of it off
1: yeah so I chose it because I know you were familiar with it yeah and uh, and I've heard cool stuff about it and it's this time of music um, you know what's what's the deal these are these are collected give us the background on it because it's a time frame I enjoy but but there's a lot of un- unheard music, we'll call it, and yeah. coming from a world where where we both, you know, the, the name of this podcast is in search of tracks. In the subculture world, it's super common to go. Uh, we we call it, you know, crate digging, and you're looking for records you haven't heard, looking for stuff. That you're like, oh, this could be cool. This era doesn't have a ton of that for me, mm. but. This, is, this was the best way for me to go, okay, because Th- I know there's a bunch of songs from this era that are great that I haven't heard, but I didn't I didn't have the wherewithal of like, what's a good starting point? And I feel like this might be it.
0: I think it's a great starting point. Um, but yeah, I mean, so this is a compilation album. Uh, it came out in 1972. It claims to cover 65 to 68, although I think some of the songs on it fall outside of that. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I think there are just a few tracks. But anyway, um, primarily kind of psychedelic, you know, related rock and roll garage songs from, you know, that time period. Um, it was put together by Lenny K., um, who is someone who ended up being the guitar player for the Patti Smith Band, ultimately. Um, oh, wow. I think he originally conceived of it as being eight single LP volumes, um, but the record label wasn't having it, so it ended up as a double LP. Um, although, you know, obviously he had a good idea because the same label did end up doing, I, I think, a series of 15 volumes of Nuggets over the years, over the course of the 80s. And then there was a four CD box set of this in 1998. So, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So lots and lots and lots of music. Uh, lots and lots of
1: Nuggets. Yeah. How many of these would you call? valuable or or like valuable is a hard word let's say essential
0: of of what the the tracks on the album or the no of the nuggets
1: compilations the, the volumes yeah
0: i have i honestly haven't heard all of them um but i've picked up a few over the years and there's always a few tracks on them you know i mean there's always at least if i don't know say there's 12 tracks there's like three or four tracks on there that
1: okay
0: i might go back to
1: all right all right, um, so
0: they're all worth they're all worth your time, I think.
1: All right, um, and this is the very first one. Um, give us your personal, like, how did you come to this?
0: So I was living in San Francisco in my uh, late teens, early twenties, and was really just like diving deeper into psychedelic rock from the sixties and seventies. And I was hanging out with my buddy in Amoeba Records in San Francisco. And he was like, you're getting into, you know, Blue Cheer and, you know, whatever other band of that era. He was like, have you heard the Nuggets compilation? I was like, no, I haven't. And he was like, you have to buy this record. So bought the record. um, And honestly, it just it ended up becoming something that I played kind of nonstop for like a year or two. It was just, it was something that I thought was easy to put on. You know, if you have like guests over, it's like fun music to play, but it also like, it made for a good headphones listen. I would walk around mm. Golden Gate Park and listen to it. Um, It was just, it, I don't know, it hit all the right spots for me um, at the time. And, you know, I guess similar to what you said before, like I never thought of this kind of era of music as being like, you know, anything I was particularly interested in, but I found in this compilation, like this like punk edge that I hadn't really heard from music that came from this time before, if that makes sense. Uh Like, like it, it felt like, like I guess I'm getting a step further, but the song, uh, don't look back by the remains.
1: The best song on this. The best song on this compilation. It's my
0: favorite. Yeah, there you go. It's my favorite song in the compilation. And like something about that song, I was like, this could have, like the bands that I was playing with as a teenager, like we could have been like this band, in a different in a different time, you know, because it like it had the same kind of message. It had the same kind of like, you know, like like uh, theme where it's like talking about depression and trying to outrun it and like. You know, it wasn't all just like sunshine and lollipops and happiness, right? It was just like, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like darker shit. Um, And it was like dudes playing their ass off. It felt, you know, it's, it's kind of a faster song. It has like an energy to it. So I don't know. It was just, it was one of those records that I came to and I was like, oh, there's actually like a lot more that I can dig into in the sixties than I even realized, you know? well um, and,
1: and to share my because there's a good handful of stuff from so 60s, 70s 80s <clears throat> yeah you know the three decades where i was uh not alive not alive not consciously into music really you know <laughs> um though you know uh, michael jackson had tracks when i was you know six um <laughs> he had quite but, a few yeah but but so um I rank them 70s, 80s, 60s uh, and and 70s, 80s, you know, depends on the wind uh the, the Augusta wind can flip me on those decades but with the 60s there's there's so much to it and I think exactly what you said I'll, the stuff I do like has kind of more of an edge or is really pushing at creativity I like mm-hmm. I like as it moves into psychedelia I like it as it gets more psychedelic the early 80s like Early rock kind of pop music um, jingles and kind of ditties, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't hold a lot for me. And it's like, yo, I, I can appreciate Beetle, Help Era Beatles as much as the next guy, but, uh, you know, I only want the very tops of the tops of that. I like some Motown stuff, you know. But but the, what I'm looking for is is that edge, is that desperation, and you know that you brought up the the song uh, "Don't Look Back" by The Remains. So we're jumping ahead here, but like that's to kind of backtrack into what we're going for. That's the best song on this to me. It's driving. There's this little. There's these pangs of desperation through it. Yeah. There's this great pitter pat. It's kind of moving. The, co- the first chorus comes in way earlier than you'd expect, especially for this kind of more traditional rock song form. Um, they've got really creative transitions. It's just an awesome song. And there's a, f- there's a handful of other songs on this compilation that do the same. So I was really pulled in. Now, my hope is to kind of go and, and maybe shuffle around and find some other tracks by these bands I, I like spoil me am i gonna find success there or is this track that i'm hearing here basically their zenith
0: you're gonna find other tracks but they're few and far
1: between okay so that's that's the only thing and it's kind of you know it's okay it's it's okay if you just have one great how many songs how many bands out there exist and have no great songs have no tracks you know yeah
0: right a lot. I mean, and I'm sure that there are going to be people that you know would argue with me about that stuff. Obviously, there are bands on this compilation, like the Thirteenth Floor Elevators, that like yeah. all all of their records are worth visiting, you know, for yes. sure. But like, yeah, there they remains, might be the they
1: might be the only one, right? You know, like uh, you could
0: make that argument.
1: Yeah. So so we should we should do this, but um, so we gave kind of our personal intro. This is not. Um, I should ask you this question. Is this pivotal? Is this record, this kind of, you know, is this important? Is it relevant? Is it pivotal?
0: I think it's one of the most important compilation albums of all time. Um, I feel like, like I said before, I mean, it, it spawned this whole cottage industry of, you know, record labels putting out compilations of bands that nobody had really heard of, but those compilations became brand names in and of themselves, you know? I mean, like, Back from the Grave, I think, spawned, like, scenes in and of itself, right? Which is just, like, garage rock from a different era. Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, how relevant is guitar music in 2021? Not super relevant, probably, but, like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like... This is, like, the furthest back you need to go. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, I mean, and let me just unpack that for a minute. Like, so I grew up in the 90s, like, you know, just when I was aware of music and, like, you know, became actively interested in it. Anything before the 60s, like 50s music, 40s music, I, I have tried to, like get into it. I've done my best. I even played a show in an Elvis cover band for a two and a half hour set. Wow. Like I can't do it, man. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that brings me back to it. I just, I can't relate to it. It feels unrelatable to me for some reason. Um, maybe I haven't heard the right shit, but I've listened to a lot of shit, you know? And like this to me, like encapsulates, I think like the first era of music that like, I like really tracks for me, you know, being the age that I am, I guess.
1: Yeah. No. And I mean, I think without beating the horse on this, yeah, you can feel if you like guitar based music and you're under the age of 45, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, maybe under the age of 50 um, and you're somehow not familiar with this, this compilation as, as I was not, um, you'll find something here for sure. And yeah. and this is one of those things. Like, if you shopped at a record store, as I have many times, you've seen these compilations. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you've, no question, you've probably seen the logo. You've probably seen it posters of it up in some of these stores. I know for a fact I have. I'm glad I finally checked it out. So, um, yeah, track I mean, by bef- track. Let's go track by track. And there's, let's put a, a disclaimer. A lot of tracks some that some that really hit and I bet we'll have a lot to say and some that honestly Pete (laughs) wash right over so uh, despite I think I I think I listened to this whole thing oh let's let's give the precursor Uh, I think I listened to the whole thing about four or five times however even just being able to listen to this was a Herculean effort can you please dive into this
0: So, yeah, I initially when we picked this record, I thought it was going to be easy going. I just assumed, you know, classic compilation, it's got to be on Spotify. Guess what, folks? Not on Spotify. Um, And if you try to go on YouTube and find a playlist with the original track list, it's not there. Um, At least it wasn't when we were looking. Um, It's tough. Uh, I think in order to get the original track list for this, you have to have... The original record, which I know has been repressed many times, you know, over the years, so I'm sure it's pretty simple to find or buy the CD. So, yeah, it made for a tough uh, project for us. I think we ultimately ended up kind of putting together our our own, you know, YouTube slash yeah. Spotify playlists. Yeah, um, I think
1: honestly, in this one, the YouTube was the most most beneficial because yeah. the Spotify one had re recordings. <laughs> yeah. Which are, uh, mileage varies. Um, I think (laughs) in almost every circumstance of the re-recording versus the original version, the original version was better. Um, There's a lot of reasons for that. Most of the time, they just had more energy. I think that some of these re-recordings were done at a much later time. Yeah. And you just lose some of this kind of raw, of the time, both style playing style, recording style and and quite honestly, the way that someone sounds when they sing changes if you record a song 20 years later.
0: Yeah so, uh, yeah I uh, when those came on the playlist I was not super happy being someone that like is really familiar with the record. I was like, this is not the song that I remember. what is this you know so
1: Do you? Yeah. you I, I'm willing to bet you have this on vinyl. I do. Yep. Do you have the CD?
0: Um, I had the box set at one point, but I don't anymore. I don't know where it went.
1: We might need to uh, YouTube pirate um, and throw it up there, just so it's clean and just like here it is. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. something. Uh, j- just you know, we're for the people. We stand for them. hundred so. percent. This has got to be out there. Yeah. Let's make that work. All right. Let's go track by track. Your eyes to be Your gentle hand reached out to comfort me
0: so the first track is electric prunes um the song is called i had too much to dream last night bob how did this hit you
1: uh great um coming out of the gate i was like whoa this is an awesome song it was weird kind of i mean yes psychedelic uh creepy had sort of a, a some buzzing guitars in there it was a little fuzzy um, has yeah just an overly kind of odd song that starts to comp I think it was a great first track actually yeah because it, it it's kind of tells you hey this is not this is not moonbeams and uh, <laughs> lollipops <laughs> um, and it's very catchy too so yeah I, I, I thought it was awesome
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a great track and it like, you know, I can't really bring myself back to the first time I heard this record, but um, I have to think that you hear this song and you're like, oh yeah, like this is what I kind of thought this whole compilation would sound like. Um, Ultimately, it doesn't end up really being the case, but I think it's like perfect psychedelic song. It has like those like Buzzy guitars it sounds like a like a beehive you know kicking yeah, it off yeah, yeah. yep um great chorus yeah it's really cool song lots of like weird psychedelic effects going mm-hmm. on throughout
1: there's a depth in the uh the vocals too that yeah. i think some of the effects work really well so um yeah that is absolutely to me top five songs on the record for sure so sure. I, I love it i think it's just awesome sure um and and like you said, like I wonder this. Uh, I think about it. I think about it with some of the records we've talked about. You know what? I'm glad that not the whole record sounds like this, despite the fact that it's one of the best songs on the record. Because one, it's a compilation, so you're trying to get different sounds. Yeah. Two, if every band was trying to go for this exact same vibe, I think I would have tuned out way harder than I did. Because there's almost inevitably as you go through this, there's kind of peaks and valleys. And um, yeah, you know, this, this is certainly a standout. If, if the whole record had this feel, there might have been other songs that really just were awesome. But I, I also think it could have been a little too one note, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
0: next song is by the Standells called Dirty Water.
1: Okay. Um, so this
0: is uh, the Boston theme song.
1: Boston theme song.
0: Yeah. This is a Boston band, the Standells. And uh, if you talk to anyone about this song, they will, Oh, they are so familiar with Boston
1: it. Boston theme song. Okay. Okay. Um, I was not. Uh, it has kind of like a bit of a driving kind of straight tempo to me. Yeah. It reminds me sort of of like a little bit Dorsey, a little bit Rolling Stones. Um, it, it was good, but not great. It didn't, it didn't pull me in, uh, nearly as much as the first song, but I didn't dislike it at all.
0: Sure. Yeah. I always liked this track. I mean, I, so, I mean, Full disclosure: I'm married to someone that's from Boston, and every time this song comes on, she's like, "I like. Why are you playing this song again?" Because she's heard it so many times. (laughs) I mean, I feel like if you if you went to bars in Boston, you know, if you were like involved in you know any sort of like rock and roll, you know, punk hardcore scenes, you're most Mm. likely familiar with this. But um, yeah, it's 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 a cool song. Um, I I wouldn't say it's in my top five on the record, but um, I like it.
1: Yeah, this one's not getting kicked off the record at all. So I'm yeah. doing some... Inf- yeah, you're right. This is a theme song. So they started playing... The Bruins would play this song, and then the Red Sox would play this song. So it quite literally was part of it. Um, was a, a soundtrack song by the mid-90s. That's very yeah. interesting. Hmm. <laughs> and um, this is and one that I actually... ended.
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, it makes sense. The dirty water thing. So the Charles River going <laughs> through Boston is very infamously... Polluted and gross, and uh, from what I understand, it's gotten better. But it was—I mean, I, I have family who grew up there, and it was—it was really bad, like like toxic style bad for <laughs> forever. So
0: yeah. Um, and this is actually one I ended up getting. I got a Standell's record at some point. I think I got the. Um, sometimes good guys don't wear white. Um, why pick on me record um and part of that was because of the minor threat connection right um and i didn't end up loving the record all that much although i would revisit it i don't really remember much about it if i'm being honest um all right next song strange loves nighttime yeah um this song cool yeah it's cool i mean it's just like it's 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 catchy it's got a driving beat catchy chorus but like are you going back to it i don't know
1: no so this is something that i was thinking about for some for a song much later on it, it there's a repetition to it that's going and it's not quite rhythmic enough for me to buy in okay um it's a simple rhythm. The kind of, how would you describe the chorus? Is it? It's not shouted. It's yelled. Like nighttime, you know. Yeah, that's the right time. Right. It's it's. I wanna be with you. right in the nighttime. That part is a hook. Like the hook works. And it's good. Like the part that sticks with me is that I want to be with you. Like that will stick with me. And then it gets into the in the night time. Yeah. I, I often like, is this a song that got airplay? I don't know. It could have, <laughs> but it's not it's not charting. I don't think. I, I'm, I think
0: very few of these songs charted.
1: Yeah, 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 that's so wild because <laughs> <laughs> you know, some. I guess it's just telling what the music style was. Um, yeah. Which is like some of these feel so soft. This is not on the uh like the softer side of these songs. Like this has more yeah, drive yeah, yeah. to it. Like I, sure, it's hard because I, I still like the song. Like I'm not gonna cut this song, but it's not. I think that it pales compared to. I had too much to dream last night. Dirty water. It's the same general area as that. So like good song, middle tier, there is a lot to hear and it's sort of, you could dissect the song and pull it apart. I wish that the repetition was a, had a little more going on or that the transitions had a little more going on because some of the other songs who do similar things do so much more with that.
0: I feel that. Yeah. I mean, my one pushback is that, um, one of the things that I was talking about kind of what, you know, growing up as a punk kid, like what tracked with me on this the first time I listened to it. One of the things is how simple some of these songs are. And I feel like if I heard them, you know, if I was born in a different era and heard these songs, I would be like, oh, I can like probably play that, you know, and this and totally this is one of those songs that like it just it's so simple, but at the same time, like. Maybe that was the hook for kids, you know, just like, yo, like I can, I can play that shit too, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. And there's energy to that. You know what? <clears throat> in, in traditional, in search of tracks fashion, this song's two minutes and 35 seconds. They could shave 30 seconds off of it <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's where the simplicity start and repetition starts to lose me because I totally agree with you. And I think that is the hook with this Nuggets compilation is this is a great way for people who got into music in a post metal or post punk rock or you know post new wave post post 1970 post 1980 we'll say music right there's a lot of driving going on here and you can kind of get pulled into the energy that you might not find on, on more popular music that was going on at the time yeah This one is an interesting one, is it? I think so. The Knickerbockers. Gosh. It sounds like a band I've heard before. When I hear this, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Help Arab Beatles? Want to be? Maybe Rubber Soul? I don't even think it's Rubber Soul. I think. No. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah. It's. Uh, it like. Um, I think later on I, I refer to something as like this is kind of like an analog. This is more like um a let's play dress up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just <laughs> pretty on the nose Beatles, yeah. Yeah, cosplay Beatles. Uh not bad. I actually like it a lot. Yeah. Me like too. I really, uh, I, really, yeah, I, really like,
0: I really like this track. But I also love early Beatles, so I'm I'm one of those
1: guys. So let's let's investigate that. Do you prefer early Beatles to late Beatles?
0: No, but it depends on the mood. I feel like I'm actually in the mood for early Beatles more than I am, like, later
1: Beatles. I th- I think I would probably... So, to me... Late-era Beatles, that's a mood. You have to be in the mood for that. Yeah. Early, early Beatles... Singles-era Beatles. Catchy. You throw it on. It's fun. I, I really like the the... I think of rubber soul as that like transition point because there's still simple harmonies, simple simple melodies stuff going on, but they're just, they're, they're, uh, moving the game ahead a little bit. Yep. And that, that's a record where I'm like, Oh, you could throw that on. You could throw on a couple of those records right around there anytime. And it's, it's almost always good. So, um, that's usually what I'd be in the mood for if I was putting on the Beatles. Um, it's hard. Those early singles aren't bad at all. Like all the Beatles stuff. I'm, I'm actually surprised that there weren't more clones who were able to do that. Well, yeah, you know, this (laughs) is, this is done really well, really well, really well. So credit to the Knickerbockers like that is a band of these first four that we've discussed. The electric prunes is the one I'm most interested to do a like track searching four see if there's any others yeah even though the knickerbockers i don't know I, I do like it as much as i like those other songs this is the band i'd be like oh i wonder if they have any other songs and are they any good you know what i mean right 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 yep. like w- what does the rest of their catalog sound like so uh we'll, I'll, we'll report back on that
0: <laughs> um cool next song vagrants respect so otis writing song not their song um I think it has a great feel to it. I mean, I, I like this song a lot. I like their version of it. Yeah. It's it's easygoing. It's, it's, it's catchy. Um, I'm not like digging into the vagrants catalog as a result of it, but, uh, I don't know. It's cool. What do you got?
1: I mean, the original is, is great. (laughs) Um, and I was familiar with it. So it's kind of cool to hit this song and be like, oh, I know this song. Yeah. Um, I like the take on it. It's raw. It, and that's sort of the first. It's it's sort of like, oh, okay. Okay. You're taking this song and kind of giving it a little your own feel to it. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. So like it. Do I need it? No, not really. But um, but I don't hate it at all either. So
0: Yeah. Um, the next one, mouse, public execution. This is a Bob Dylan wannabe track.
1: Yeah. A couple of those on this thing.
0: There's a few. I feel like this is like the, the most egregious.
1: Um, yeah, because the vocal is right there to Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's,
0: it's right there. Um, and I love Dylan, but like, I don't know. I only need one Dylan. So I'm like... I'm good on this. This is never, this is one of those tracks
1: that it never really hit me like that. No, no, I, I, nope, it didn't. Um, like the vocal, like some of the elements that they lift, (laughs) we'll say, uh, but otherwise it's not, there's no, there's no creative flourishes. Like, okay. So for the difference, let's talk about the difference between this, which is Dylan knockoff, we'll say versus Knickerbockers lies, which is Beatles cosplay. Yeah, the Knickerbockers pull off the Beatles cosplay with a little more charm to me, and despite the fact that it's almost very, it's like, oh, are you wearing suits? Are you from Liverpool? Um, <laughs> the Mouse Track is like, oh, okay. I mean, this is neat, but you just took these parts and and like it it doesn't it doesn't have the same resonance as that. It doesn't have the same charm or like oh, just like pleasantry that the Knickerbockers track does
0: yeah for sure i mean the knickerbockers track like there's a there's like a desperation to it there's like an energy to it like they really uh, like it It sounds like they almost may have thought that they were doing something a little bit different than the beatles you know like they're like we're taking <laughs> I, am, I just imagine like a room of teenage kids being like we're like we're doing the beatles but like there's like an extra like thing to that like we got it guys like this is the track you know um, you guys don't
1: understand.
0: Yeah. Um, which, you know, it is just Beatles cosplay, but it's they they did it really well. Whereas, yeah, the Dylan thing, I mean, I'm not even going to say they don't do it well. It's just like, I don't know. I think, how it's, many, I
1: think it's done actually really well. It's
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's played out though, you know? I mean, Dylan's the kind of thing, I don't know. You can't build a genre off of it. Like, he's kind of a singular entity for me.
1: And so many have tried, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Sorry,
1: Mouse. Sorry, Mouse. Um, let's get to the next track because I really like this one. The Blues Project, No Time Like the Right Time.
0: Okay, you really like it, so go into it.
1: So it opens kind of soft and, and it's doing the weird sound a little bit. <laughs> I say the weird sound. It's it's just kind of, what is that instrument that's happening that's given that kind of weird not, I feel like
0: it's just it, guitar feedback no yeah
1: it, it can be but it's sort of like it's it's guitar feedback but it's also not synth um, anyways uh, this song I, I like how it goes into the choruses I like I like the vocal track on it I think it's got a, its own feel and maybe it's because I'm coming out of a few songs that it goes Beatles cosplay, Otis Redding cover <laughs> I knew, <Yeah. laughs> Dylan cosplay. This song kind of feels like it has a little bit of its own energy. Sure. And, like, feels like it's bridging the gap. I, I, I'm i super fascinated in that, like, 67 to 71, 72, obviously, range. But the 67 to 69 where you're getting more of the driving beat but it's like could this still play is this an opening band at woodstock is like what's the energy like in the crowd because this is no longer like (laughs) motown bopping around music this song seems like something people could like vibe on in the the audience if that makes sense
0: i could see that
1: where are you at on this one
0: I, it's not one of my favorites. I I do like the dynamics in it though. Like I like how it has the kind of darker feel at the beginning. Yes, and then it darker and a little bit
1: softer, and then it ramps up. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I li-
0: I like that about it, but but it's yeah, it's not one of my favorites.
1: There's there's parts of this that glow and kind of get into this like uh, we got to get out of this place energy and
0: yeah for sure it can
1: lose me there, but but uh, you know there's there's elements. A familiarity that, that I enjoy with this. So nice. Not a top fiver. And that's how I'm this is this is our cut and keep. I'm I'm going, what are my top five off this? So electric prunes is my singular top five off of the A side, the first quarter of this record.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm actually curious to like your your absolute cuts because like oh, to, okay. me, my, yeah. to me not not to give anything away but to me like I really I love this as like as a as a whole kind of you know compilation as an old document, as a whole album. I think it's I think it's overall great, but it's funny because I think most of the songs are not like great that I would put on compilations of my own if I made them, but for whatever reason as an entity, like this whole thing is great.
1: Yeah, I mean here's what I'll tell you is that I respect that vagrants cover. I like it, yeah. but I, I need it the least <clears throat> of all of these songs, including that mouse track. Sure. So that's probably the song I cut. That said, that's not an easy cut because as I listened to this, I tried to look at it that way. And it, it was a little different than how we do like albums where it's one artist. What can they do better? Um, so I didn't, I didn't totally, but like that would be the one of this group that I'd say, okay, I could, I could pull that, and I don't think it would, I don't think it would change my listening experience that much either. Is if I pull that vagrant track,
0: I think um, I'd probably agree with you for the A side.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. So um, the electric prunes is my absolute like. This was the best song of this group. So.
0: And they're a band that I know people do go deep on their albums, so I I never did, but
1: it might yeah, be worth I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm I am intrigued. So all right, let's let's move ahead. The shadows of night. Oh yeah.
0: You don't know, Just you got. so i had actually heard oh, yeah. um the shadows of night song gloria before i heard this track um and i really like that that track
1: um unfamiliar I, I, and all that comes into my head is gloria gloria
0: all right hey. you've you've definitely heard it um, I? okay I yeah bet you've so. definitely heard it but um they have an album called Gloria. Obviously, the song Gloria is on that sure. album, but um, this song I don't like as much. Um, kind of a bluesy tune. Um, I like yes. the I like again the dynamics. Like they go soft to loud really well in this. I mm-hmm. think there's like that all works really well. But um, it's for for the kind of like garagey stuff that's on this nope. compilation. This is like not one of the high points for me.
1: No, totally agree. I, I said this is a good blues riff in here. I like the repetition, and it's kind of fun what they're playing with, but it doesn't go far enough, and it doesn't get creative enough. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this is, oh, you got something here. Oh, you're just, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the seeds pushing too hard. Um,
0: I really like this one. Okay. Um, it's just like one of those songs like i just think about again like the kids in the room making it you know the pressures of being a teenager you know <laughs> the quote like all i want to live is all, all i want is to live live the all i want to live my life the way i want to be like it's the just lyrics like,
1: stand out on this one hard
0: yeah it's great it's just like they're going for it the keyboard solo into the guitar solo is dope <laughs> There's like a great fuzzy guitar tone. You're
1: trying. You're you're almost selling me. I think to me, I said, this is kind of stones ish. The lyrical content stands out in a way that I'm like, this is the song that should have been co-opted by, you know, a punk or a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this is not that different from a youth of today song. Lyrically. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. this is, this is expectations by youth of today. Lyrically. Um, it's a, it's a good song. You're, the keyboard into the, yeah, uh, it's not, it's not, um, one of my favorites. It loses me towards the end is what, what gets me. Sure. Uh, but, but it's, it's not a bad song at all. I, I enjoy it. it and it's, it's memorable. I'm wondering how long it'll stick with me.
0: Yeah. This is one I actually, I did get the album, the seeds album. Okay. This on and, uh. There were a few other tracks, but yeah, I don't okay. know, man. All right. the al- All right. album, albums for these bands, in my opinion, it's tough. I don't know why, but, but maybe, you know, maybe I got to revisit. It's been a while.
1: Okay. All right. That's on your assignment. My assignment is Electric Prunes. Your assignment is The Seeds. All right. Sick. Um, the Barbarians. What are we saying? Multi? Multi. Yeah. Multi. Uh, kind of anthemic. I like the talkie parts a bit. I would say this is a Bob Dylan, like Rolling Stone analog. Sure. You know, it's doing the, Hey man, we're going to talk whimsically and maybe tell a little bit of story. I'm not quite Arlo Guthrie, but here we're going to kick <laughs> it off. Yeah. And there's more music going on. Um, totally one, fine.
0: Yeah. It feels so self-serious that like, I think the whole thing is a joke. Like, Uh. like, you know, it's like, like I can't tell if they're joking half the time where it's like, and now I met a girl and, and, you know, and we're really starting to make it. So like, you know, just hold on to your dreams and like, you know, someday it can happen for you. And I'm like, is he fucking with me? Like,
1: no, you're right. I'm really, let me, it seemed like I was all alone with nobody help me. You know, I almost gave up all my hopes and dreams. Yo, this is, (laughs) so this is a, a, a days gone by vibe, right? Is this kind of talky into the music. So it's less whimsical than Dylan for sure. And it might yeah. have more in common with like the Shirelles or oh, some of the sure. Motown for storytelling style stuff where it's, we're going to have these long verses that are talking and then we're going to hit a big chorus and they might've been trying to do their version of that. Um, mm, mixed results, mileage, yeah. mileage varies. I, I'm not huge on it. I, I, there's parts of it that made me want to like it and then, then I just never, I never fully bought it. Yeah. No, I could, I could drop this track. All right. Well, let's, let's talk more about the best song on the record. The remains, don't look back.
0: I don't know. I, I I said what I'm gonna say, but um, it's just kind of like, like I mean, the line "Old Man Blues" is gonna try to find you everywhere. Like it's just I don't know. As as someone who's always kind of dealt with depression and you know, like kind of trying to keep a posy kind of vibe going on, uh, this track speaks to me. It's like it's uh it's great. It's got good energy. There's like an awesome drum break. Um, it feels like a punk song from a different time
1: yeah yeah so so let's do this this is on the remains had one album the remains self-titled uh don't look back was the last single released on this record um kind of a garage rock band overall but this record has a lot more going on than i would call like traditional garage this song you know yes it feels really desperate i'm so surprised <laughs> this is interesting. I'm sorry, I'm I'm like reading their Wikipedia as we talk. Yeah, I am yeah. going to ch- I am going to check out the rest of this record. Um, let's see. I am a little scared. So this is to give the background. All right, you like a song. What do you do? Okay, let's look at information about the record. So this song's called Don't Look Back. Kind of ambiguous title. Let me look at the other titles. Heart, okay. Lonely Weekend. Mm. Okay. Why do I cry? Hmm. Diddy Wah Diddy. Uh oh, red flag number one. B side, you got a hard time coming. Hmm, okay. Once before, thank you. Time of day, say you're sorry. All right. All oh, that's okay. This is the only song on this record written by Billy Vera. That said, um, that maybe isn't a great, great. Uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh precursor to other great songs. That said, I'm I am curious about this because it 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 has exactly the energy that we talked about. Like there's there's talk about like what is proto punk music and all this, and people go to the MC five and the stooges, a lot of iggy pop material, all that, and talk about this phrenic energy. To me, the thing that gets lost sometimes is the desperation. You know, sure, and you can catch that in certain songs. You know, like Catch Me in the Right Mood, you can catch that on some Joe Cocker tracks. Like, you know, um, (laughs) but but this song really has that. Uh, I think this song's awesome. Like, um, if I got nothing else out of this record, it's this song being great. So, um, shout out to the remains. I hope that your self titled record from over 40 years ago is good. Oh Bob. Jesus! Over fifty years ago.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, Bob. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, this is the only track.
1: Oh Okay. <laughs> I believe it. So <laughs> sad. This is so. The see first that? One. Did you like? <laughs> the, I went through the exercise, so I had low expectations going in, and now Pete has given me confirmation.
0: Yo, I, I and it's been a long time since I listened to it, but this was the first record that like you know i got as a result of having the nuggets compilation and i was so psyched on it because like i couldn't find it anywhere for years and i finally found it and it just didn't have that energy man
1: yeah well it makes sense now like it makes sense because this is a band who comes from a time where like the band wasn't writing these songs for the most part you know right this is right some uh, uh, songwriter this was the record was released on epic you know so yep. in fact <laughs> the remains yep. kind of failed um but they left us this great song so shout out to the magic of one great song
0: there you go and for whatever reason now if you look this track up fellow listeners um a lot of the time it'll be under the name Barry and the remains. I don't know what happened on the original compilation. It was always the remains, but everything that I found on Spotify, on YouTube, it's, it's now under Barry and the remains.
1: Well, So Barry went on to a successful, Mm -hmm. uh, country folk and bluegrass career with his wife, Holly under the name, the Tashians. Okay. Um, so there might be a little bit of connection to that and trying to, to kind of, tap into that man we're falling down a wormhole on barry here <laughs> um i'm gonna pull out because I, I don't want to know any of this information um <laughs> let's go to the next track
0: the magicians <laughs> the magicians the
1: cry uh i liked it um i liked the nice building the chorus uh fuzz out riffing um pretty memorable overall i i, I it's hard to follow up the remains, but I actually liked it and felt like it, it pulled me back out into a different space from the last song.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very different vibe. I feel like there's like, like if this is one of the songs that kind of dabbles in like fifties kind of influence in a way. Um, although it has like a psychedelic feel to it at the same time, the Mm -hmm. singer is great. I mean, the singer has like a really, really like one of the stronger singers, I think on the album, um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a downer. Um, I actually, I was dating a girl in San Francisco and she would always sing this song. And I, I was like, what am I doing wrong that you're like always singing this song? It's such a sad song. Like, geez. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so, trying to know, see.
1: She's trying to give you some like weird coded messages. I know, exactly. It's kill like, me, honey. See how I cry.
0: It's like triggering for me now. But, uh, you know
1: voice i'm sorry all right let's keep it moving uh not a that's not a top five song for me the remains is a top five song
0: yeah okay um, uh castaways liar liar um all right. this, this is a pass for me i mean like it's just it's fine it's a bit stiff it never really hit me
1: yeah it's so weird <laughs> uh spacey and weird vocal is so weird um yeah I'm sort of waiting for like an AMC, you know, hour long drama series to throw this in the background. Oh, sure. Because this is that kind of song. It's like, Oh, throw this on some like kind of, uh, you know, important scene. There's something going on. I I could see it getting a a real wind under that. It doesn't do much for me. I do like that. It's pretty brisk. Like the song gets right to their shit and goes for it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't hate it I I would keep it like that's not my hard cut here Um, but but I don't I also don't love it I I have no draw to go find other music by this because it feels so out there that it it's like pure novelty
0: yeah yep makes sense
1: next song is a big one big one 13 floor elevators you're gonna miss me
0: So this is probably the track on this compilation that if you've heard any track on the compilation, you've heard this one. Yep. Um, 13th floor elevators obviously have a name, you know, for themselves in a way that a lot of these bands don't Rocky Erickson, um, all of that great song, uh, great energy. They got that electric jug going that sets them (laughs) apart from the crowd. Yep. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the Thirteenth Floor Elevators, and I think this is a great song. So
1: yeah, uh, standout track. Only band on this whole double album who I've listened to a full record from. Uh, great, great starting point. If you haven't heard them or you're curious, this is this is the band who has albums. This band has yeah, you know, several records that are all worth your time and attention. Um, but this is a great place to start with them. I think if you haven't heard them, uh, a really good song you know and and like one of their more popular songs I guess
0: yeah I think so definitely I mean yeah Um, it sounds really unhinged compared to a lot of the songs on this album is what I was thinking about when I was listening to it this recent go round. yeah no
1: uh, it's manic almost
0: yeah like I mean psychedelic is like you know a a title that you can just throw on all this stuff but like Mm -hmm. These guys were like actually LSD enthusiasts who were like going like buck wilds and I, like you can really like hear the difference. I <laughs> <think>. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that's I think that's actually a really good way to put it. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Top five track.
0: Cool. Next song.
1: Count five psychotic reaction. I got nothing on this one.
0: Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. Um, apparently the band broke up to go back to school they probably made the right choice.
1: Mm, All right. Uh, The Leaves, Hey Joe. Uh, I I like this one, actually. I thought it was kind of intriguing. It has that scaling that we, you know, um, anybody who's a fan of SST Records probably is familiar with. I I do, this one kind of feels strung out and phased out at different points. So um, yeah, I I was in on this one.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, I always think of, hendrix when i hear this song um right but, y- but yes it, correct <laughs> but, it, but apparently this is the earliest known commercial version of the song so yep. that's kind of cool if you're a hendrix fan it's worth worth a listen
1: and i think it's different enough from the hendrix version like what hendrix does with the song is uh beyond what the leaves do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but this song was enough that i would check out what else this band had to to offer. I, I was, I was piqued, you know? Yeah. Um, Michael and the messengers with Romeo and Juliet.
0: Yeah, this is all right. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's one of the weaker ones for me. It's, it's really catchy. It's like, you know, it's, it's when I would put this compilation album on and like have friends over, like it's like great background music, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy a Michael and the messengers
1: album. No, I, I I had one note for this and the next song that these are kind of ash shaker songs of the time, like <laughs> like you know, like oh yeah, da, da, da. nothing nothing doing for me really. Um, but, yeah. but it's perfectly suitable background music. Is this playing in? Hmm. This isn't playing at a cool cafe. You could have this playing at a hip ice cream place <laughs> you know like this is too much it's just too up too up yeah. tempo for like coffee shop but like the the hip like the van lewin or like hip cool ice cream place that they, they could play this on a sunny saturday afternoon sure
0: i think so yeah, yeah
1: that yeah. works um crying uh, crying Sh- Cryin shames sugar and spice same exact same, same. exact yeah. same yeah those two Ash Shakers, eat your ice cream. We're good. Um, the Amboy Dukes with a song I love, "Baby Please Don't Go," which maybe if you've heard a song on this, this this song should be familiar. I don't know if this version. This version was not familiar to me, but um, I actually love this song, and I think this version's cool. It's fine. It, it doesn't. It's not as. It doesn't pull me in as the as much as the more commercially successful versions, but it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's this is honestly not one of my favorites, but um, it's uh, it's cool. You're you'd definitely be familiar with the tune. Um, Ted Nugent is, is involved. Um, is he involved in the Amboy yeah. Dukes? He was really? in the Amboy Dukes. Yep. Interesting. Okay. That and they had sense. all these songs about um, psychedelics, which is. Funny, funny because he you know claims to have never dabbled which who knows maybe true maybe not probably not but probably
1: not um <laughs> yeah like the let's see the van morrison version considerably more more popular um yeah i'm trying to think what the other the muddy waters the original original version i believe um but maybe not this is an old song you know yeah. so um this song plays well with the driving beat and this might be one of the earliest examples of like a Like, this has some get up and go to it, you know? Um, Yeah. Perhaps if you've seen the movie Blue Chips, starring Shaquille O'Neal and Nick Nolte, you'll uh, be familiar with the song as well. (laughs) Um, All right. Next one, we got Blue Magoo's Tobacco Road. I wanted to like it. Um, I did not like it. It's not (laughs) good. No, yeah. it, it's uh, this was one of the ones that was a re-record rerecord uh, that's available on Spotify. And then I found the original and I, I listened to the rerecord first was like, man, song wasn't very good. Maybe <laughs> the original version has more energy. Nope. <laughs> There's a couple of songs like the, the idea of this, the name Blues Magoos. All right, I'm done. we can't, or we're done talking about that song. All right. Uh the chocolate watch bands. Let's talk about girls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this one's fun. I mean, I like
1: yeah, it. This it's, one's it's, a good song.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's another one though that like it just kind of blends in.
1: Um it's You're, you're it, now how, how long is this? Cuz how many minutes? We're we're we're, we're on, solid. We're on
0: side 4. This is the first song of side
1: 4. Yeah, so we're solid like like 40 minutes into the record if not more than that
0: which the record is an
1: hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're well into this record. Um, I, I think, I think this track sticks. It's not quite top five, but it's right there. Yeah. It's a fun. one. It's fun. All right. Um, Mojo and chocolate,
0: chocolate watch Band have tracks by the way. Do like they? Okay, their, I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Interesting, interesting. The, their publicity photos are, are classy. Yeah. Weird look for these guys. Um. Okay, uh, the Mojo Men, Sit Down, I Think I Love You. My note was, meh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is what um, you
1: get when you're 30, 45 minutes into a record.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I think I would feel that way about most songs at that point. But, I mean, I, I, I like this one. I don't mind okay. this one. Um, it It's... Give it more justice than men. It's it's just a different. It's it adds a different feel to the record that I think you've experienced thus far. You know, like there aren't that many kind of slower, um, you know, like <sighs> it's just it's it 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 doesn't have that like pop. It doesn't. It's not no. a pop song. It's not a garage song. It's it's something else, and I feel like this record only has a few of those types of tracks. You're right; it does um,
1: it does a tempo change for the rest of the record. Yeah, so it slows it down.
0: All right, next song: Third chaos. Rail. Run, run, run. That's General chaos is up one quarter. The the great society, unfortunately, is down five points. And still the
1: feels very drink, 63 to, to me run, run, run. Um, yeah I think it's kind of pulling on British Invasion pop era and like a little bit of Motown and like when the song starts out with the, yeah. um, it doesn't put me in the best place. Like in terms of like, am I going to really love this song? And then the vocal following, I just, I wasn't really, it, it, it didn't keep me very, very hard.
0: I like the, I like the way that the vocals are delivered, how it's like really quick. It feels fast paced, and it's called Run Run Run. It all like works. Um, I like the lyric "Tie your tie like a hangman's noose" because like it's something that's so played out at this point, but at the time it probably wasn't. You know. Yes. Um, but yeah, overall, it's not like it's not one of my favorite tracks, but I I think it's cool. I like it.
1: Okay, Uh, Sagittarius, my world fell down. So this is like one of the only bands doing Beach Boys cosplay correct and to me we're leaning into like it's not full-on pet sounds but it's it's not it's it's a little more it's moving in that way i think
0: yeah for sure i mean and that being said i actually really like this song um
1: same this is top five for me
0: nice yeah same um it's and it's again like i'm gonna break it down after but i feel like there's like four or five different Genres within this whole compilation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the few that's, you know, in this one genre. But yeah, it's cool. Great I song. actually
1: think I heard this song before. I think this one actually might have had a moment on like classic rock radio, you know, like, or, or 60s, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Before there was, cl- because for our younger listeners, there was a time where you know the classic rock radio stations stopped wouldn't play 60s stuff so much so they there was a pre like oldies it's oldies like i think this had a moment on oldies radio huh yeah
0: cool song yeah
1: really good song like it a lot um took me a few listens to go wait i know this song yeah like, there's that one hook that I'm like, oh, yeah, know this song for sure. So, all right. Um, so Next is this, song. I'm going to let you say the name of this band. I think it's Naz. Yeah, not to be confused with Nas. <laughs> or, or Nods. The Nods. yeah. the <laughs> um, yeah. My so homie Naz. Todd Rundgren here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Open my eyes. Um, I love this track. I mean yeah, I, and, and Naz are one of the bands too that like they have records. I mean the, the records are great. Um, it's like weirdo psych music. It sounds awesome. It sounds like it they they take they take it into a different stratosphere in the way that like other bands on this compilation don't, if we're talking like psychedelics.
1: Yep. I think they're pulling into the seventies. Yeah. Um, they're moving. <sighs> they just have a smoother sound. You know, um, it's psychedelic with, it's not, there's no space rock here, you know, it's not getting to that kind of airy level, but it's, it's just, it's gliding as opposed to where there's choppiness to some of the more poppy, like stuff that's leaning towards the earlier 60s sound. Uh, I think I might've exhausted my top five, but if I haven't, this is right there. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I think this might be in my top five. All right, that rounds out my top five. Is "Open My Eyes." Yep. Uh, Second to
0: last track, the premier is Farmer John. This is the, this is the it's one. On this. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but this is, again, like, I've listened to this compilation a million times over the years. Um, and even when I was, like, deepest into it and I had, like, a special relationship with, like, every song on this record, this yeah. song I never liked. Like, this was always, like, the definitive skip track for me on this compilation.
1: So, yeah, nothing. Yeah, like how do how do we even describe this? This feels goes more bop than than rock to me.
0: Yeah. It's like it just there's nothing redeeming about it to me. I don't know. It's like they even the way it's introduced, it's like as if it's a live track. The
1: whole thing is whack. It, yeah, I can't even part of me feels like it might be, you know, which is really weird because it feels so authentic.
0: This is um, like the, like, you know, like Lenny K was putting the compilation together and he had some buddies that were starting a band. And he was like, dude, we're, he's like, we're sending it to the pressing plant like tomorrow. And they were like, no, we, we can get you a track. We'll get you a track tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and this is what it ended up
1: as. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. That's, so that's a hard cut, I think.
0: Yeah, hard cut.
1: The Magic Mushrooms close out this wonderful compilation with It's a Happening. Like uh, like Mario and Luigi would say. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, good track. I think it's a strong closer. Um, I like it. It's you know more on the psychedelic end. Love the name of the band.
1: Yeah, what do you uh, got? Strong song. Like it a lot. There's moments of it where it feels torn between two eras to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the psych rock feel, but it also. What's the song I'm thinking of that reminds me of a lot? It's like uh it's leaning into some of these elements of when the seventies when seventies pop rock goes post psychedelic and it's a lot smoother, but these guys rock it out like there's some there's some really like fuzzed out like space in like <laughs> parts to it too. So um it's yeah. fun. It it is it is in fact a happening.
0: It is truly. Particularly if you're on the magic mushrooms, I imagine.
1: <laughs> so here's my question for you. Um, what are your I I would say my hard cuts, the premieres Farmer John. Yeah. Blue Magoo's Tobacco Road. Um hmm third rail run 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 is on the fence but i'm leaving it it's it's on my lower end count five i didn't have much for i could cut that um and then pushed i could cut the vagrants um but I, I I think later on, um, I think otherwise. Like for a record that is twenty seven songs deep, like that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Like we're I still mean, at almost an hour of music.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, my only hard cuts are Farmer John, the premieres, and um, Tobacco Road, the Blue Magoo's. Um, all the others, like even if I don't particularly like them, I don't know. Like I, you see I'm, the value. I'm, I'm cool with them. I see the value. I like, you know, at a certain point, I may have found something redeeming about them, even if I don't now. But like, um, yeah, I mean, those are the only two that I would definitely lose.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a, an uh, archivist mentality to some of this, and documentarian, and kind of creating like, hey, here's here's a lot of things that happened, and and what I would tell you is that if you like any of the bands that we've used as reference points. Uh, bob dylan the beatles the beach boys the rolling stones you know um (laughs) or some of the specific artists we've referenced but even like uh, mc5 iggy pop yeah Iggy pop or or um the specific artists we did mention by name todd Rundgren, um uh uh, rocky erickson etc like this is a good record to pick up like this has a lot going on and for sure you might you might not find yourself like becoming an avid fan of the era, but you might find some tracks and records that go, Hey, this is, this is really cool to throw on while I'm making breakfast, you know? Yeah. So, um,
0: so real quick, let me, I want to give you a thought. So like what ties all these
1: songs together?
0: Because in 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 reality, like I don't know that anything does other than like, a time and a place.
1: I think it's time and a place and it's not even, the place is pretty loose too. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's time and you know, I, I I think it's, this is, this is for crate diggers. This is for people who are looking for deep cuts and you're going to get some. like some of these songs are awesome. 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 Yeah. Awesome. You know, like the five songs that I picked out here like, if you go off those five, you put those five songs on, I feel like you'll want to hear more music by each of those artists, period. Yeah, um, yeah. That said, this is the same thing as killed by death comps for the, the punk world, you know? Like, what ties us together? Oh, they're just tracks, man. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so so I, I actually, I love the way you bucketed them. There's not, because let's, what would be the two furthest points from each other? Would it be like the contemporary Garage songs and then the pure precision pop? Or like the bluesy no, I, I garage see, see and pure precision closer. pop? Yeah, I'm trying to see think what would be the two furthest points.
0: The two furthest
1: points. Jeez. Sonically, you know, the electric prunes ha- are kind of out there on their own island. Uh the remains, like if you put the remains next to the Knickerbockers, lies. Those are two very different sounding songs.
0: See, I think they are, but I would almost bucket them together. Like given all, given everything else on this album, like I feel like Farmer John is like okay.
1: Farmer John is pretty pretty as far, far away right.
0: from those songs as possible, right? Like yeah,
1: yeah. I think that kind of early garagey kind of stuff feels the most outlier because there's some because of the thing we keep circling back to our central theme is this more driving a little bit more energy Yeah, um, because even, even in the, that Knickerbockers, you know, Beatles cosplay, you're catching a a, a, a beat to it. There's some lyrical similarities. I think that's also a theme that you're catching. Um, lyrically, there's a little bit more going on for a lot of, not all, but there's a, there's some darker themes than you would have seen had these songs been written five years prior. Yeah. True. You know, so I think that's, that's worth mentioning. Um, and I mean, especially when it comes to music, you know, this was a very advancing time, you know, I actually think it's a worthwhile conversation to have with people. If you have someone in your life who, uh, was actively into music in the sixties, it's, it's a fun conversation to have is like, what changed between from 1963 to 1968 that's five years um and if you look at history you might go well you know they went from nirvana to nsync in a similar amount of time and you go well true good point but this wasn't that different (laughs) than than that level of change you know yeah um the evolution actually is probably closer than people realize with that kind of five-year swing
0: no yeah there's a lot happening here um Just real quick before we end off this segment, um, Mm. I found some quotes from Lenny Kay, who again put the compilation together um, about the compilation and just like how he sorted it out. And he said, quote, what I really graded nuggets on was how good the song was. I didn't really care if it fit the genre. I don't think I really understood what the shape of the genre was. So like I there. I answered my I answered my own question because like I just I was like what the fuck is like the unifying theme here and like it just doesn't seem like there was one he just like he was in search of tracks and he found his tracks
1: you know Yo I mean salute Yeah <laughs> straight <laughs> we're, up We're going for that same energy man Um Yeah So but, but here then, yeah before we, so go ahead what were you No sorry
0: last quote Um, which I thought this was really interesting. I want to get your thoughts. He said the golden nugget was the seeds pushing too hard. He said, I'd have to say the pushing too hard exemplifies in its most basic form. What nuggets is about it. um, That one really says it all for me is what he said. Interesting. Yeah. Which to me, like I I would never have guessed that like, that's the, the qualifying track for him, you know, but that's so
1: interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so, as we as we do, we're going to select some tracks that uh, that we think are tracks um, and add them to our ever growing Spotify playlist. Yep. I I think on a record that has twenty seven songs, we can go ham, um,
0: <laughs> and they're all by different bands.
1: Right. So the Electric Prunes. I had too much to dream last night. I think that should be on there.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Okay. I, the remains, I th- obviously. The remains. Don't look back. It's the best song on here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thirteenth floor elevators. You're gonna miss me. Should be on there. I'm with it. Uh, I'm leading the way here. So you you tell me, uh, my next two would be either Sagittarius. My world fell down. Nas opened my eyes. Um, I think that that Knickerbocker's track. Uh, it has its own <laughs> flavor and could make its way as well as that seeds pushing too hard. Yep. So where? I let's let's I, let's, I, let's pick six total.
0: So we got one, two. We've got three, three right, got, right now. I think we go. Electric
1: remains thirteenth floor elevators.
0: I think we go pushing too hard. Okay. The seeds. The seeds. Shout out Lenny. Shout out Lenny. I think we do the Standell's Dirty Water. Okay. Yep. And I think. You're just
1: shipping up to Boston on that one. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think we do Nas. That's my vote. All right. I think we're with it. All right. Very good. Those will be added to our playlist. Check that out. Um, Pete, let's let's talk about this. We're gonna we obviously are aiming towards our our rating. We know that's what everybody's been waiting for. <clears throat> <laughs> let's go through the factors. Length, and it might be a little different because it's a compilation. But length is it too long? Does it drag?
0: I mean. It's an hour and 17 minutes long. So if you have listened to this podcast (laughs) at all at at, ever, you know that we think it's too long, but like this is a compilation. So it's a different thing. uh,
1: I don't feel like it drags. um, Even when there's a couple songs in a row where I'm, I'm not fully all in like of this side. Three is the weakest of the four sides to me. Um, But I still am not out. I'm not like, I'm not just like dazed out. Um, I think there's always songs that pull you back into the listening experience. So no, it doesn't drag. Is it, is it long? Yes. Is it too long? No. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that it, it, it breezes by in this way too, because it is a compilation, right? So it feels like you're listening to a playlist. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, there's two hard cuts for me. Other than that, I, I more or less like all of the tracks on it. So yeah, yeah I don't, th- I don't think it drags. It's not too long, really.
1: Album flow. It's a compilation. For a compilation, I think the flow is pretty great. I don't think there's ever a hard jar like, whoa. And now for something completely different, um, even when the song goes into something completely different. So it flows really well. One of the most underrated things, uh, as somebody who's compiled compilations before, I can't tell you how much time goes into thinking about what should go where. Listen to our man Lenny. Maybe he didn't think about that at all, and it just fell into place. But when I've assembled compilations, it's a lot of like what fits where, you know. And and anyone who's built a playlist should feel the same. Like no. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at this, yo. When you're putting together a playlist, you you have this idea of flow and how things should move into each other. The best playlists are like the best compilation records. The records move into each other and, and you can feel that energy transfer And when it needs to get changed up, it does And when the tempo changes, it feels it It's So this record, I think, really does that well
0: Yeah I mean, if you're making a mixtape for someone And you start it with the premiere's Farmer John You're gonna lose whoever you're trying to sell You know, that mixtape to So uh, Album flow's great um, There's just, you know There's one or two week, week songs But that's about it, yeah um, the quality of the songs and the lyrics Um, I think the quality of the songs is great I mean it seems like Lenny K was obviously picking you know his favorite songs of the time he was looking for tracks he put them all in this compilation so I think I don't know again strong compilation strong songwriting
1: agree yes Um, how do they stand up against their contemporaries I bet these are among the best of the best of the you know You're digging around in a basement of a record store and dusting off singles from this time frame? Yeah. These are the ones. Timelessness. Does this strictly exist in a time and place, or does it influence and impact spread much further? I think this is certainly a time and place. Does it influence Stretch? For sure. Because it's a a compilation, I can't say that it's like in the traditional sense had an impact, but in the sense that like this built a cottage industry, kind of like Pete was saying, and um, enabled a lot of digging and finding great songs. Yeah, for sure. This had influence. This had impact. This, this counts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly important record. Like I said before. Um, So it's influenced stretches for miles, but you know, to Bob's point, I think it does exist in a time and a place. I mean, um, unless you are crate digging, you know, I don't know who's coming across this record now. Um, because it just doesn't really mirror much of what's happening in the current, you know, the contemporary music world really. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And finally the presentation. So like the artwork and the aesthetic of the whole thing. I mean, I think the, the artwork on this is iconic. Um, The artwork on this, the the original album, they, just so everyone knows, I mean, there was a reissue of this, I think in the, the, in the eighties actually. Mm -hmm. And there's this weird blue cover with like an Eagle. It looks like it could be the cover of like an Eagles album,
1: like an Eagles greatest hits. Yeah. It Ugh. looks
0: terrible. So like, you gotta, you gotta find the one with the original artwork. Cause it's this cool, like burst of color. It's like very San Francisco sixties vibe. Um,
1: it's great. I love it. It fits it perfectly. Yeah. You nailed it. Very San Francisco sixties vibe. Uh, enjoy it a lot. Um, soft lettering, clearly hand done. Um, just kind of bubbling image it's it's a fun it it's fun and it pulls you in um i don't want to see the redone art i'm not interested yeah don't um, <laughs> okay so um with that said we're gonna rate this uh between one and five stars i guess we can do zero to five but we haven't yeah. hit a zero yet um Luckily, yeah, I am going to give this. I have no personal connection. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Five out of twenty-seven isn't too bad. That's a pretty good um, average here, almost twenty percent hit rate. And and if I was more liberal, I could say like there's probably a solid ten to twelve songs that I think are like pretty cool. You know, like pretty cool. Um, I'm going to give this a. Three and a half, 3.5 stars.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to go a four. Um, I feel like, you know, like I said, there are a lot of tracks that I love. There are a lot of tracks that I'm okay with and that are memorable for me, but like, you know, I probably won't go back to unless I listen to this compilation. Um, and then there are very few tracks that I'm actually going to cut. So, yeah, solid four. Um, Bob, will you be adding this to your personal collection?
1: Yeah, I will. Um, I will. I actually want to see if I can track down uh, the CD, which is a weird thing to say, so I can digitize it and listen to it. Um, so we can work for the people. Um, there you go. This is cool. This I, I actually think you said something really cool. Uh, identifying this is a perfect perfect record to put on when you have people over or having a party or a barbecue. I think it's great. I actually think it'll get people just kind of... It's not necessarily something... You, you put it well. You said you can have it on in the background. You can also do headphones listening. I, because I don't have uh, any friends, um, I've just been listening to it on my headphones. <laughs> but if I did have some friends who were over for... A bar- no. Uh, I think it's great. Like I, I often build uh, soundtracks for barbecues. And when we do have people over and I think this would be a great one. It it could, it kind of fits just about anyone you want to have do it. And, um, it's fantastic. Uh, big fan of it and we'll definitely be trying to get it. You already have it and it's not leaving your collection, correct?
0: It is not leaving my collection. Yeah. So will I be adding it to my collection? Yeah, it's already here. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. So, um, as always, write us your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you have a lot of them. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. So, you know, if we miss something, please let us know. Um, we yeah. always love getting those emails and all that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and if you have, like, because of the unique nature of this, give us your standout track. Um, hit us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at... TracksPod. Pod. And we like those emails the most Because they come in to us at
0: trackspod@gmail.com.
1: So please do that um, Thank you everybody who checks out the podcast It's been awesome uh, We have some more twists and turns planned um, And yeah, thank you for, for the dive on this, Pete You kind of carried the boat On a, a record that was new to me And I found some new songs I like a lot
0: Yeah, now we just gotta get it out there For the people
1: Let's do it Later The ocean is calling, calling. the world is turning round round and And round. round.